here we are once again then with the uh, with the Cardiff City phone in, and you'll notice the um, well uh, the bronzed Derek Brazil. Hi, Derek. Good to see Hi, you. Hi, Steve. How are you? How did you get the uh, the suntan? You've been surfing, Derek, or what's the, what's the deal there? No, actually, I, I've been working, but I being Irish, I, I work very slowly, <laughs> so it gives it gives the sun a little bit of time just to catch yeah. me. So. So Steve yeah. re- regularly travels, Derek. He, he regularly travels back and forth to to uh, to Cardiff for the matches. So pretty well every every game for him is an is an away game, you know. So it's quite 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 impressive, uh-huh. particularly particularly this season. Maybe traveling back and forth, uh, including uh, in the game against um, good old Swansea. You know, maybe that wasn't the best day out. That, that was that was a very very long journey home after that one. Are you where are you from then, Steve? I'm originally from Cardiff, but I grew up uh, south, south of London. But uh, Cardiff, uh, you can take me out of Cardiff, but you can't take Cardiff out of me. It's a bit corny, I know, but it's true. So you, you still managed to support Cardiff, even though you've moved away? And- absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and my son, who's probably tuning into this uh, from uh, from his flat in London, um, I've foisted it on him as well. Although he was born in Nottingham, he's no, no, no child of mine was going to be anything other than a Cardiff City fan. Oh, dear. Good, good man. Actually, Derek, did you get to the match on the weekend? Did we, you, you didn't, I guess, did you? No, do you know what? It's, um, because of my um, the the line of work I'm in at the moment, um, yeah. a lot You've got of the, work weekends, yeah, yeah, a lot of the games uh, have fallen when I've been working. So I've probably only been to about four or five games this season as a obviously working as a match day ambassador. Uh, the yeah, club have been yeah. fantastic, really, and in, in understanding the work I do. Yeah, so the last game I actually went to was the um, Swansea game, which was oh, uh, wow, okay. Not very good. So no, but I do get updates from Gary Bell. Um, obviously after the final whistle. So there's really nothing to play for, and I don't mean that disrespectful. With this like mass mass exodus, which is coming up, you know, at the end of the season, with you know ten players look out of contract, and the five lone players are disappearing and whatever. What do you think is actually like, you know, to be in the mindset of those players? Pretty well, most a lot of them knowing that they're they're just they're just not going to play for the club again. Come 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 the end of the season, how does that affect your kind of mindset for the games, and how do you retain sort of a sense of professionalism? Well, I think you could. I think you just have to look at um, Steve Morrison's lineups the last four or five games in terms of the players he hasn't used, who mm-hmm. are maybe our contract that he just thinks right, you're gone. So he he isn't going to use them, you know, because they're not really going to put it in, are they? I mean, they don't want to get injured. In case they they're out for six months, they're gonna you know lose getting the club. The Cardiff City lads who are not involved and who are going, they probably already two months ago sorted out their next move. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Well, probably yeah. I mean, it's like anything for you, Steve. If you're going for another job somewhere and you're not really happy where you are, you will start sounding out somewhere else two months before. Football's no different. You know, a lot of these boys will have agents as well. They'll be doing their jobs for them. I mean, football today is a different different era than when I played in so you know it's moving on to the next one and I think the manager's probably done the best thing with playing the younger lads anyway to see who who is right for next year in the championship yeah um an interesting Steve on on, on the weekend um uh, somebody said cracking shirt Steve so I don't know whether that's you or me but I'm, I'm gonna go with it being you since you got a tribute to Derek Brazil shirt on Thank I got you. a tribute to Derek Brazil era shirt on but Derek's <laughs> name's not on it and he's already stresses on <laughs> what the hell is that it sounds like a, it sounds like a point of beer. Stanton Dale. I dug I dug this shirt out. It's the uh, ninety two three one, which uh, Derek would always look resplendent in when he when he played. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a little sm- snug than when I first had it, but it you know still fits just about. Do you know what? Funny enough, Steve. Right, somebody sent me a picture 
today. It's good radio, this. <laughs> it's great radio, isn't it? Today, no yeah. different. Yeah. Right. The, the one, the, the one that springs to mind, uh, Steve, of me, of Derek, is that my, my probably my favourite picture of Derek is when he was being carried off the pitch and when we were going up and with the shaven head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what, what it must have been great to be but I mean, that must have been fantastic for you Derek actually to be part of that squad um it's one of my favorite seasons as a fan actually uh, but, but for uh, reasons that you you Derek would, pro- would probably guess but apart from being a successful one so what you know what was it was it, what was the kind of camaraderie like in, in 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 that in that squad that season I have to say it's probably my, my most favorite year or mm. season of being a professional footballer because you know, coming to Cardiff City at the start of the season and Eddie bringing in players like, you know, Nick Richardson, Phil Stant. Um, mm. uh, it, it was just a, just a great blend of, of characters, um, players, you know, and the good players. I mean, like I, I've said to you before, though, we probably only had about 13 or 14, you know, in a squad. Yeah, tiny squad. That would be unheard of now. I mean, yeah. they got like 28, 30, whatever. But we we would go out and we you know we'd go out on a Wednesday or Thursday you know nine ten of us would pile into the bank Rosie O'Brien's the wine press Eddie would come and join us later on but then we trained Friday straight after it and then we'd be ready for the weekend so it was it was a phenomenal to be part of that I mean in that game when we um, we were carried off yeah. I actually bumped into somebody I think it was about two weeks ago and uh, he said it, he'd had, he had my shorts. I, well, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I know people took my top, my socks, yeah. my shorts, hmm. my boots. It was everything, but I mean, it was, it was, it was such a brilliant time, and um, I look back at it very fondly. And I think, I think this year is it this year, um, next season. I think it's the anniversary again, isn't it? Next year, this time next year, twenty two, twenty three. It'll be what forty years, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We had two 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 invert two two times on the pitch uh, in, in consecutive as, as a fan, Derek, as well. Obviously, there was a home game um, that where we won. Was it uh, Shrewsbury? We beat Shrewsbury. Yeah, that was it. That was promotion. That was, and then was the, that the Jason Perry goal game. Yeah. And then uh, and then the week week after was Scunthorpe, of course. And I went up with a friend who had a ticket in the opposite end to me. Of course, we had we had three three sides of the ground that day. And he said to me that he we were going to be celebrating the end, so he'd meet me in the centre circle. So sure enough, I met a friend in the other end in the centre circle. Well, can I can I ask you, uh, Steve? What you know? You know that uh, Scunthorpe game? Yeah. Because obviously we had uh, like fans behind either goal. So Steve, obviously the other Steve. Okay, there's two Steves. So what am I supposed to do? Come with Stanton Daly, if you like. I'll go. I'll go. I'll start with the other Steve. Okay. The, sh- right? the one with the shirt on. That's it. The one with. The- How old were you then when that happened at Scunthorpe? How Take old was I? No, not you. Steve oh, the other Steve. Oh, I'd have been um, 28, 29. So what, what did you think? Did you think that's it? We're going to go to the Premier? We don't, well, at the time, Division 1. Well, I seem to remember that, that short, shortly afterwards, OK, we, we got promoted, then we won the Welsh Cup, and then straight after, Rick Wright said, did he not something on the lines of, that? that's it now, somebody else can come in. So there was a lot of uncertainty as fans that summer about what, what was going to happen. So, yes, yes, there was euphoria after we won at Scunthorpe, but, you know, once we knew that um, the plug might potentially be pulled, there was there was a level of nervousness. I remember sitting at home wait, waiting for um, an, an announcement that day, and when, obviously, the next season, we, we did, did seem to start off OK, 
but um, it we we went we went kind of downhill quite quickly after Euphoria, and two seasons later we were back back in the dungeon again. So mm. I think I think the, the the Euphoria and the hope was very short lived. I think it was because I think the the, the first bit and the nail in the coffin I think is when uh, Blakey was you know sold to Sheffield United. Um, yeah. That was. You know, if you're going to build a team, you build a team around someone like me. I mean, no disrespect, you know, disrespect to Phil Stant or anything, but Blakey was, you know, one of those players you build a team around. Um, and then I think, I think when that happened, I think even Eddie himself, Eddie May, looked at it and thought, "Oh, hang on, he's just, you know, Rick Wright's had a bet on us to go up, to do the double. He's got his money back. He's kind of not going to um, mm. invest in it." And then. Other players started to leave as well. So, and then, and the, what more importantly, the players that were coming in weren't as good as the players that were going out. You know, we had a lot of journeymen who, who come to us as well, who were on loan, uh, who just weren't up to it. And I think it, and then you see that fans that the second, the, the year after we got promoted, it was really, really hard. I think to to you know compete. With the other teams in that league as well, so um, yeah, you know, it was it was it was it, it quickly went sour, like you said, Steve. You know, yeah, I think I think you know we started off that season quite well. The split season I went up. I remember I think we beat Orient at home the first game of the season. We had a fantastic win at um, Fulham three one. I think when the Neil Kinnett was on the on the side of the pitch doing the Itala with us. Um, but that, that, that's another story for another time, probably. But um, there, there was a good start. And I think, I think you're right. We, we, we saw that the writing was on the wall when, when Nathan Blake went, of course. And, of course, we missed out on further money for him. I think if, if Sheffield United had stayed up, we'd have got some more money. And that, that never happened as well. And things went very, very downhill, I say, very, very quickly for, for us as fans. And just two years, two years after that euphoric Shrewsbury home game and then Shunthorpe away, we were drawing nil nil at Crew last game of the season with a couple of hundred of us there again. So it was, it was, yeah. it was all, all yeah. a bit all a bit yeah. flat. I mean, one of the things to say about that, uh, Derek, which is quite a, some lovely comments coming in, by the way, by City fans saying how much they really they really enjoyed the, you know the ninety two ninety three and that, that the kind of squad. Um, Richard Davis says, first of all, my my favourite City season, ninety two ninety three. Europe a proper double and did uh, he did forty one league and cup games living up in London which is uh, which is uh, pr- pr- pretty pretty impressive and uh, he goes on to say that side are held in great fondness which I totally agree with by those that watch them massive away followings away from home as Gunthorpe being 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 the one that um, that springs to mind um, Rick Rick Wright what was Rick Wright like as a character then Derek you know did you get to know him well um not really no. Um, I had probably three meetings with him. Um, when when I signed for the club uh, on loan initially, um, Eddie introduced me to him. Um, but he was just—I mean, he, he did look like the Coronation Street character. What was with his the name? glasses and all the rest of it? Yeah. I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all the players <laughs> used to call him that name. But I met him and I thought, okay, don't know him really, and then. As the season went on, I think he came into the dressing room once to say something, but it wasn't even memorable. Mm. And then the, the, the last, the next time, and probably the most memorable time, was after the Scunthorpe game, when he, yeah, we just we just won the league. We got promoted the week before, won the league. He came down to the back of the bus where all the boys were drinking, blah, blah, blah. 
week before the real game, and he told us that we weren't going to get our bonus if we beat Real the following week. Because there was a bonus included in everyone's um, contract that if we did the double, the double being for us, you know, winning the league and winning the um, the Welsh Cup. Mm. So obviously, Rick, you know, had, had, he didn't think we were going to win the league because come January, we were nowhere near, you know, near promotion. Yeah. And we won it. And then obviously, he come down the back of the bus and he said, oh, you know, that's, that's not going to stand. You won't be getting that. Which the following week was one of the reasons why Phil Stant was refusing to play. And we ended up getting, you know, uh, well, we won 5 0, but it was, it was a bit soured. No, oh, you know. I didn't. I never knew that. What was the why? Why would he? I mean, would he just literally couldn't afford to pay the bonus, or what was? It's, it's like the the demotivation talk. Well, isn't it? There was rumours, you know. Hmm. There was rumours that he'd he'd put a bet on that we we would get promoted that year. They would win a million pound, or his brother had put that bet on. Oh yeah, um, which <laughs> would cover all, all the uh, bonuses for that year. Hmm. Um, but he um, we'd won we'd won the league. And then obviously the following week, you would really put us favourites for yeah. to be real. Hmm. And uh, it was it was mentioned to us that you, you wouldn't get that bonus. So the PFA were called in at the start of the next season. Hmm. Brendan Batson come down uh, in a meeting with all the players. And, and it's probably one of the reasons why like Phil Stant left, I would have hmm. thought, uh, because he felt left down by the club. So, but yeah, it was, it's... I mean, it doesn't sour what it was. Um, I've probably f- forgotten more stuff than than I, you know, I want to remember. But yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're saying about Rick Wright, you know, he's he owned Butlins. He we went down there to do a Miss uh, Miss Butlins competition. Oh no, that that, that sounds horrific straight away. Oh no, but no, I I said I'll go. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I was doing nothing at the time. I thought Miss yeah. but- I was single. Miss Butlins, yeah. come on, yeah. then I'll go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lovely three hours. I, I I think we should leave that story there, Derek. I don't think we should pursue that. You have, to, you have to read my book, Steve. The book's coming out soon. Is it really? Well, no, it, it's 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 on hold because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah, there's, a, there's a, I've got an Irish um, uh, writer who who hmm. spoke to me uh, just before COVID, and it's it's not going to be. Uh, how can I put it? It's not going to be all rainbows and rabbits. Yeah, okay. it's going to be more in the way of, um, oh. you know, coming over at seventeen years of age, training for Man United, and then oh. retiring from professional football at twenty-seven before I went to Newport. Yeah, it's going to be warts and all type of thing. So, but I have to kind of wait till my daughter's eighteen before it can be published. All right. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That's going to be a little while, I think, isn't it? Uh, six years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. right. Well. Derek, I look forward to it. Oh, oh God, no! Listen, don't. I, I, I don't even. I don't even think we mark and read it. To be honest, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to read it. I, I, I you're in that's... it, Steve. You're in it. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear, that's worrying. But we'll 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 see how we'll see how that. It's fine. It's fine. A six-year lead-in for a book. That's that's a good. That's good pre-promo. That isn't it. Well, to be honest, it's probably going to take six years before the solicitors look through it and go, that can't yeah. go in there, that can't go in there. Yeah. Um, 
just to say Derek as well um you do a lot of uh, kind of a fair bit of after you know dinner after dinner speaking and whatever and you know doing the rounds and and uh, sort of in in that entertainment side of things do you have like a routine that you work to? Is it all sort of in your head? Do you bounce, you know, do you play off the audience a bit, or you know, how, how does that work? Uh, you start with um, I basically basically do two hours, so you're one hour of of uh, starting off as as a kid growing up in Ireland, and basically, mm. you know, what you go through in Ireland to to try and get out of Ireland, um, and then. You know, it's about Man United and the stories from there. Mm. Then I do uh, a little bit on my private life and and how being a professional footballer is not all great. You know, I mean, when I've spoke at many um, many of my uh, deals, mm. I tell stuff to people who, who come up to me afterwards and go, oh, we thought like being a professional footballer was all great and you're just normal. You have the same problems we have and you know, and you do, and don't get me wrong, you know, you know my history, Steve. I, I've, you know, married a couple of times, divorced a couple of times, you know, fallen off the rails a couple of times, but it's real life. And and when, when you talk about it, people kind of appreciate that, yeah. you know, it's not all what it is. And, hmm. you know. I think that's a really kind of uh, uh, significant com- comment there about, about real life, you know, because my memories are 92, 93. I mean, at the time, I'm pretty sure I, I think I did the match that was helping Phil with doing some of the match day announcement stuff. I do was doing club call. I was on Red Dragon FM. So I, and I, and I got to knew the, know the players fairly well. And of course, there was, you know, there was, there was the bar, you know, at Ninian. And after the match, you know, you can have a drink with the players. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, and, um, uh, and how, how things have changed, you know, how things have changed since then, even with the phone in Derek, you know, I mean, you, you've been, you've, you've been a great supporter of the show over the years. And Nathan's been on the show. He was the first ever guest on the show going back now, but now he's, he's doing, you know, he's doing his thing with, with BBC and this, that, and the other, and you kind of lose, you lose connection with, 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 with people. Um, but now I can't, you know, I can't, I can't get player, you know, I mean, I can't get current players. It's absolutely no, I couldn't even, probably couldn't even get a youth player on, on the show. It's all so controlled and the social media thing. Do you think in a way, not financially, I would guess, but do you think in a way you, you were involved with professional football at, in, in in some ways, in, in kind of a, be- a better climate, a bit of better social climate. Um, financially, no. Mm. Um, and I, I think I've told you a story before. Is that, and I'm sure Graham Cavanagh won't mind me telling you this. Is that when I left in uh, 1997 at Cardiff City? So you're talking about what 26 years ago? Was it something like that? Yeah. Whatever. Um, three or four of us on on the highest wage, which I, I don't mind telling you was 600 quid a week. Okay. Right. And that was 1997, and I went to Newport then to play, and I came back as um, a football community officer in uh, for Cardiff City in 2000. Hmm. And I was speaking to Cav, Graham Cav, in the, um, the cafe, and I said, um, Cav, I'm, you know, are you top-rated player in terms of money? And he went, yeah. I said, all right, okay. Now, Sky TV had just come in in 2000. So... I said to him, I, I said, well, what do you want then? Just a matter of interest. Because three years ago, I was probably one of the, high, well, one of the highest players. Hmm. And he went, you tell me. And I went, 600. And, and Cav went, that's not bad, 600 grand a year. I said, no, 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 Cav, not 600 grand a year, 600 quid a week. And he went, oh, dear. I said, what do you want, Cav? He went, 10 grand a week. Wow. Three years. Wow. But to be honest, Steve, you know me. 
if I if I if I was three years younger and I'd got ten grand, my ex-wives would have got all of that. So okay. But I just think the banter, the the memories, the friendships that I had with yeah. not just players, but with fans. Because when I go down to the ground now as a match day ambassador, the mm. amount of people who come up to me mm. who similar to you, Steve, when you were 21, you know, who have grown up. You know, travel all over from Nottingham to from Birmingham, all over the place. Fans for you know forever, and and to me that's brilliant because like players now when they come outside the um the club and it's it's just the way it is. They have this this six boys from Rubicon there, like just you know sign a few autographs, move them on. Whereas in our day, we'd go out, we'd end up going for a pint with fans. Yeah, I understand it's- you can't do it now because of. Mm. Because of because of this, do you know what I mean? Phones. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. People are always trying to trip you up for a story, but mm. if they'd done that back in our day, they'd have made a fortune. Oh man, there would have been some good stories there, wouldn't they? Uh, I was I was thinking earlier, Derek. Right? Um, we, 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 uh, oh, Steve's got some things he wants to ask you about. By the way, but uh, about about those uh, the the time your time with the city. But um, I ended up. But it was the player of the player of the year awards uh, last night uh, or Saturday, rather. I don't know whether it was online. So I'm just probably have a drink, Steve. Sorry, I don't yeah. want to drop it. <laughs> and Carry on. Um, talking of which, I remember a certain night at the Electricity Club when we went to the um, the Player of the Year uh, awards. Um, I think I think I'm right. Did you get Irish Player of the Year that award? Was that right? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah. Did I? I, th- I seem to remember you did. I think you remember. Well, maybe it wrong. would have been between me, Paul Miller, and um, Paul Ramsey. Oh, right. Okay. So he wasn't very likable, Paul Ramsey. Windy, yeah. Windy Miller was probably too drunk. His name was called out. So it was only me yeah. left. Well, you may have won it, but I, I can't, I can't right. remember. But, but it, it ended up anyway. I think you said, can you give us a lift into town? And I was trying to think now. I think it was you. I think it was um, Damon Sill. It was Nick Richardson. Yeah. Was there one other? Was there four City players in the car? I can't remember. Now. Do you I even remember? I can't remember being in your car, Steve. <laughs> 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 How am I supposed to remember that? You know what I mean? It's oh, like... As a fan, I remember this, of course. But, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, some comments coming in. you drop us anyway? Pardon? Into you town. You, you were going into town, yeah. I dropped you into town. Stand. Um, Richard, Richard Davis says, I got us at 16 to 1 after we lost to Barnet 2 1 and it paid for his season ticket and, and the trip to Liege. Um, Steve, do you want to come in on any, any questions for Derek at all? Yeah, I just mentioned uh, before the show, and I have to have to mention it now that I was, I was lucky enough, Derek, to be there when you hit that uh, sweet chest and volley into the Screamer. top corner where it had a screen. Oh, it, it, it was a beautiful moment, and like. For me, because I hadn't scored for Cardiff City, I always knew I'd score a goal which would be remembered, but never, ever shown on TV. Nobody could find it. I've actually spoke to Huddersfield Town. They can't find it. And the worst thing was, and I blame, a little bit of blame for Terry Orris, is that he played three at the back. There was me, Mark Hazelwood, and Lee Badley. And we were 5-0 down at half-time. So we went in and Terry Orris ripped us anew, whatever. Sent us back out and we were on the, you know, we were there just looking at each other. And we were wearing that yellow kit, weren't we? Yep. The yellow kit. Yep. And I remember the ball going up for us. Here we go. And it was, you were all behind the goal. 
ball came over. I've chested it on the edge of the box, the corner of the box, right, wasn't it? And did a scissors kick, a bit like Mark Hughes when he scored for Wales. Look at Steve laughing now. I don't remember the scissor, scissor kick. Derek, no, Derek. it was a scissors Let Steve come on. It was a scissors kick, and it went top bins. And I ran to the Cardiff City fans behind the goal, right? And as I'm doing that, I remember one bloke said to me, he went, I can't say what he said. He said, F off, we're losing 5-0, get back. And he just killed it for me. Killed it. Mm-hmm. But went back, we didn't concede anymore. And the following week, I scored a 48-yarder at home, Ninian Park against Risca, to cement a 9-1 victory. Can you, can you, tell, can you talk us through the 48-yarder, the, the Derek? I just hit it, and it just took off. Yeah. It took off, and it, it just it bounced about 28 times before it went in. <laughs> but it was, it was so dark. I think because it was Risca and it was in the cup, I think yeah. they only put half the lights on. Oh in yeah. The ground. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, two and two weeks. Well, I think Derek, it was a very uncertain time, wasn't it? Because I think uh, that season didn't was it was it Jim Cadman had come in to take over the club, and uh, Eddie May went, and yeah. Terry Young came in, and then uh, the Cadman deal fell through, and Ed, Eddie came back in towards the end of that season. How? What was it like as a player to deal with that sort of le- level of uncertainty? That that season, right? I said about the season we went up was amazing. The following season, when Jim Cadman and Bill Caldwell came in, I think. Oh, yeah. And he installed Terry uh, Yorith and Mark Hazelwood as, um, you know, manager and assistant manager. Mm-hmm. And immediately, Terry Yorith uh, literally got rid of me, Nick Richardson, uh, Paul Miller, and three others. And we, would, we weren't allowed to train with the first team. So we would train at the back of Ninian Park, running up down the steps. Basically, we were called a bomb squad. We were bombed out, bomb mm. squad. That was it. So we, we never got anywhere near for a few weeks. We weren't allowed to do anything. Um, and I remember playing uh, across the road at Leckwith in a friendly. And Jim, Jimmy Goodfellow was managing. And... After the game, he said, all right, uh, I've got some good news for you. I said, what? He said, oh, you, you'll probably be in the first team on Saturday. And I thought, well, there's no way Terry Orr is going to put me in the first team. And then came with the training the day after on Friday. And um, again, Rick Wright, he came in and he said, uh, we've got you a new manager. So and he, as he walked out, Eddie came in and Eddie literally stood. I mean, the door was there. Eddie like, went under the door and came in. <laughs> And it was honestly, guy, you could see that the, the players' faces, and um, I think we won two or three games then, but it, it wasn't enough to save it from the drop. But you know, having Eddie back was 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 brilliant. It was, yeah. uh, you know, but I mean, I mean, one of, one of the first things he actually did was he went over to Mark Hazelwood and uh, he just said, "Get out of here, get out of the changing room." Really? Yeah. It, I, I, he, yeah, he did. But it's so with you know uh, why 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 did he why did you do that and was it because he was associated with 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 the earth was that what it was or possibly but uh, I can't really say no that's uh, okay it went down well I imagine we yeah say? it did because Aes I mean Aes I mean Aes I mean obviously Aes has yeah. turned his life around now after recent events yeah and good luck to him but at that time uh, it was a little bit naughty in terms of. 
one or two things he did. Hmm. Um, and then he found out about that. And then it was, uh, there's the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, what well, talking about uh, Yorath just a little bit, you know, because he wasn't he wasn't there that long that that long really. Um, you know, you had to, you had a, you had quite a few uh, managers during that time. Some questions coming in about some others. Terry Yorath as a, as a, as a as a manager, what what were his? It, I'll I'll ask it this way: What were his attributes in your in your opinion as a manager? Uh, I need ten minutes to think about that. I'm not sure. Uh, no attributes. I think he's ex- he had experience, obviously. Yeah. I think um, as a bloke, I, I liked Terry. As a bloke, I liked him. But I think mm. as a manager coming in, trying to follow, you know, Eddie May, um, and because yeah. Terry obviously Welsh and, and, you know, played for Wales and managed Wales, I think the level, the level, the best I can say for Terry is the level that we were playing at was probably too low for him in terms mm. of players that he's dealt with in the past. I don't think we were up to that standard. So his standards weren't reached, you know, they weren't. And I think he got frustrated with that and he kind of didn't really endear himself to players yeah. because he was demanding stuff that probably the players he has worked with were better. Um, mm. But they didn't work out, did it? Yeah. Uh, and sticking with managers, Richard Davis always comes in with some great questions and comments. Um, he's got he's got a couple of uh, ones here for you. Uh, what was it like? Since we're on managers, um, let's go with Kenny Hibbert, and then we follow that with Phil Neal. <laughs> Are you sure Richard Davis has done this? Or have I spoke to you about this? No, in the seriously, past? I, no, honestly, you haven't. Sure, I don't. No, no, honestly, Richard Davis, yes, in the chat here, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny Hibbert, I'd like Kenny, but Kenny was just he wasn't a manager. Kenny, he was like a golfer. Yeah, you know I mean? I've seen him play golf actually. A brilliant golfer and uh, and brilliant at putting Collins down. Uh, Phil Neal I mean where do I start with Phil Neal I've got to be fair um, didn't rate him at all the, the fact right and, and Phil Neal I do this when I'm talking doing after dinner speaking mm. when Phil Neal was brought in as manager again yeah. we were sat in that little poxy little changing room at Ninian Park yeah. and Phil Neal came in and immediately every player knew who he was yeah and then he went alright lads I'm not going to talk to you about my 15 uh, championship medals, my 97 caps for England, my three European Cups, my five FA Cups, my one League Cup, because it's not about me. <laughs> That's what he's opening line. And I, I, I was sat next to Damon Sale and I looked at Damon, gave him a nudge, and we said something under our breath. I thought, really? Yeah. And then we went to the changing, the, the, we went to the training ground on them. That that was like it, it, I mean we were playing like a five no, eleven aside. He's looking to see what we're like. Yeah, a, a young lad, Chris Ingram, top lad, Chris Ingram. Like and he, and Ingy knows about this. Hmm. I passed the ball to Ingy. Ingy went sideways, and Phil Neal came running on short shorts, whistle bouncing like a PE teacher. Hmm. And he asked Ingy. He said, "What's your name?" And he went Ingy. He went Ingy. He went yeah, <laughs> Ingy. He said, that's not your first name. He said, no, my name's Chris. He went, listen, Chris, we used to have a lad called Sooness. Yeah. So straight away, like, I'm, I'm going, oh. mm. And it just went on from there. He didn't really, yeah. you know, I just think it was, it was, he, was, he was wrong for the club. And maybe, you know, mm-hmm. he hasn't been a successful manager anyway. No. And maybe 
the standards that he's had at Liverpool, obviously he's had a great career. Yeah. But coming to us, mm. no. See, see, I, I met some of these managers because at, at that time, I, I you know, I, I was sort of, you know, a little bit behind the scenes there as well. And so Phil Neal, it's a funny thing with Phil Neal, I just automatically didn't warm to him at all. And um, I went to an event we did down in in in, in the Bay, some some sort of welcome event for him. And I was I was DJing Derek and playing a few tunes, you know. And I, I just I just said, started saying a few words about it to introduce him. He was just looking at me like um, I don't know, yeah, just in his, was, totally in his own zone, you know. No, he was he, he was full of full of himself. To yeah, he's really yeah. like I mean I remember Jimmy Gardner playing for us and decent and player, he was horrible to Jimmy, absolutely horrible. He's just, I mean, hmm. it's weird, like, because, like, when I told me dad, I said, oh, guess who our new manager is? And, like, my dad is obviously at that era of, like, you know, Liverpool was a great team, even though he's a Man United supporter. Yeah. Bill Neal, he went, oh, my God, he's a, he's a, he's a legend. I went, yeah, yeah. And when I told him after a day, I said, dad, he's a... He's whatever he is, yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't. And, he, and you ask any of the staff who were there, which yeah. is probably just full of himself. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I can't be doing with people like that. I don't think he really endeared indeed himself to us fans when he basically got his first offer to be uh, assistant manager. Was it to a Steve Coppel at Manchester City? Um, but, but but when it was almost like as soon as something else came up, he was straight out the door. And that you know, obviously, you know, Cardiff City is the most important club to us. But he he obviously just he was there there for whatever reason. And as soon as he got a chance to get out the door, he was out the door. You're right, Steve, because, it, I mean, when he came in, it was all about him and he's opening line about what he'd done in the game. Um, immediately, like, a lot of us were like, oh, well, okay. How are you going to help us get up the league? But, you know, and it was, Cardiff City was, just a, a, you know, I don't know wherever he was there, four or five months, just to keep him getting wages, during, you know, through the door until he got another better job. It's, and a lot of managers do that. I mean, they take jobs so they can, they can just you know, keep getting paid yeah. until the job that that they want comes along. Um, you know, but I, he wasn't he wasn't my favourite manager. In fact, he probably he's probably the one. I mean, you know, him and Phil Neer, uh, Ken, Kenny Hibbert, they were the ones when I left. Mm. Um, and that that to be honest, I was devastated when I left Steve. I mean. And remember, we were all given on the last day, everybody was given like a time slot. It was like two o'clock, 20 past two, 20 to three, that they'd see players to tell you whether they were going to give you another contract or, or leave. And it was about eight of us. So we arranged to meet in the Admiral Napier, the original Admiral Napier pub. So I think uh, Lee Jarman went before me uh, and he obviously Lee got a contract. I went in, I went in with the actual thing that, right, you know, I knew my time was up because I'd had a few injuries towards the end of the season. And I thought, well, I can't continue to play professional football if I'm picking up injuries. I'll have to go part-time. I remember going in and Phil Neal and Kenny Hibbert sitting there and they said, listen, Derek, um, you've been a fantastic servant to the club. And I, I said, can I stop you there? And I went, okay. I said, look, I've decided if you're going to offer me a contract, which I knew they went, I'm refusing to sign the contract because I don't think you two are going to take this club anywhere. Really well said. All right. And they looked at me and I remember yeah. Phil Neal picking the phone up. He said, look, son, he said, it's plastic, but you know, it, it'll, it'll, you know, we'll always give you a good, I said, look, 
I said, I'm awful sorry. I said, I've got somewhere to go. I was only going to the Admiral Napier, I mind. And I was trembling, though. I was trembling, but I thought, I'm not giving you the you two yeah. Muppets the chance to say to me, yeah, your career's over at Cardiff City. So I said, no. I said, because I'm not, I'm not signing a two-year contract. And they're trying to tell me they're not offering me any contract. Yes. I went, I'm not signing the two-year contract. I said, I'm going to go. I said, look, I've got somewhere to be. I said, look, I'm like the movies. I'm not bitter. I'm off. Yeah. You know what? I went out and I shut the door before they could say anything to me. And I remember walking from that little door mm-hmm. through those big gates. And as I'm walking out, I was, I was actually in tears. Uh. In tears because I knew that it was over. But I didn't want to t- them to tell me it was over because yeah. they didn't have... I was there for four years. They'd been there for... Six, seven months, wherever it was, I thought, no, you're not gonna just go like that to me. But when I went out, when I walked outside the club and and walked out the gates, and I was walking, I it was one of those in tears type things. I thought, oh, that's it. What do I do now? And then went straight to the Admin Napier and ended up there with uh, and you know Lee Jam and Simon Howarth. I think Simon Howarth had been released as well that day. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't a nice time, but you go. There you go. Yeah, it's part of the kind of history, isn't it? So it 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 it, it is. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, on 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 the on the weekend, um, uh, were you at the last? Were you there? Uh, you probably were there in, in some capacity at the last game ever at Ninian, uh, Derek. I'm guessing Steve was. I'm sure Steve was. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah. That three three no defeat to Ipswich and the fantastic yeah. firework display. Yeah, yeah. No, what, because, year, what year was that? It, it, was it was 2009. Yeah, yeah. I just wondered if you were there, maybe as an ambassador or something that day. No, I didn't. I didn't actually start until. Um, okay. Because so. I, I was kind of thinking about that again on the weekend. Because at, at the at the end of the game, um, uh, the players just you know uh, at the end of the match they were just they kind of they didn't come over and just went straight down a tunnel. I thought, oh, come on, come on, you know, come and come and say thank you. Someone come and say goodbye or something. And and then after like. Um, uh, a sizable kind of delay they came back out and then they went to in my opinion the wrong end of the ground first they went around the family bit and then they had to go past the birmingham bit and whatever and eventually 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 it's like you know one man a cat and you know it, it went, there were hundred, hardly anyone left in the ground and then they came over and, and they did their thing uh, uh, and that was kind of quite nice but it made me think of that ninian thing steve uh, you know where we lost three nil, got dumped on by 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 Ipswich, I think it was. Um, the firework display was like a big build up, and um, it was basically <laughs> puff of smoke gone. Yeah, all right, uh, a blue across the ground, and then and then the, the, the players taking taking the walk around the pitch, uh, having got absolutely danced on in the last ever game at Ninian. And I left the I left that ground in tears too, but probably for the wrong reasons. You know, I think we we didn't <laughs> think it was going to be the last game. <clears throat> Because that was that famous season where we, I think, three three games to go, we were nine points ahead, nine yeah, points, eighteen absolutely. goals better off than Preston. Of course, yeah. We yeah. then lost six nil away to Preston, giving a twelve goal swing. I think it was. Remember, we we beat Derby four one at home, yeah. and Derby's goal was an own goal by Eddie Newton. Eddie Newton had scored at the other end, and then in the last minute, he sort of sliced a clearance from a corner into his own net, and we thought, oh, it doesn't matter. We've, we've we lost four one. So we won four one, not four nil. I think it was that one goal that Preston got in the playoffs because we, we needed to get something at Sheffield Wednesday last game of the season. We lost 1-0 and we missed out in the playoffs. And with three games to go, it was absolutely nailed on. So I think, yeah. not, not the way to defend what happened then, I don't think any of us actually thought after Ipswich game that it was going to be the last game at Ninian Park, but it, it turned out to be. But yeah, going back to yeah. Saturday, you, you, you're right. 
It, it was it was so so flat. It's kind of drab, wasn't it? I, I'm a bit concerned. I'd be interested in Derek, Derek's view on this. The amount of people who, uh, coming back to the point you made at the start of the show today, the amount of people who who are just just there and they know they're not going to be there next season, it's got yeah. to affect it. I mean. <clears throat> I'll be going to Derby on Saturday, but I wonder what sort of performance we're, we're going to get then because it's going to be even worse, isn't it? No, I think that the, I think um, uh, Steve Morrison and uh, Tom Ramson will probably leave out the ones who are not going to be involved at all. So you'll, you'll probably find a lot of younger lads in there. Um, Do you include the loanees in that as well, Derek? Well, the loanees. I, I was just going to ask this question. I, I think you know. We had the McCarthy era, which I wasn't a fan of whatsoever because I'd played with Mick a couple of times and I'd been in his company and I knew he wasn't right for Cardiff City. But I think, you know, the, the players they brought in, uh, I would say probably kept us up. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think they get enough credit, Morrison and, and Tom Ramasit and obviously Hudson, who's there now, because the players they brought in were hungry players. You know, you know, you know, Huggill, you've got Drama, you've got uh, Tommy Doyle, uh, hungry players who, you know, may not be at the club next season, but they want to prove to their club that they're good enough. And I thought the blend of of even Uchi, is it Uchi? 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 Yeah, Uchi, Uchi they, they call him even Uchi. bringing him in, yeah. it was just, it was a lovely blend. And it was I really enough, like him. It was enough to keep us up. Yeah. I think, I think with the players, I mean, mm. They know they know which players are going, um, and there's probably players there on, on contract, Steve, that who have probably got another year left that the manager wants to get rid of. Yeah, there are. I think. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So they, yeah. you know, there's probably one or two players there who are sitting on another year of good money that the manager thinks, right, I need to get rid of it and get his wages out, but yeah. he's not going to move unless, you know, it's like this this show here. If 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 you know if if you were getting paid for this. But someone else. That'd be lovely, be, Derek, if you can get me some. No, say it's a grand, nice. say it's grander nice. show, yeah. grander show every week. Oh, I like, I like you, else, Derek. Someone else is going to pay Simon Field. He's yeah. got his own show, and yeah. he's going to pay fifty quid. Mm. You're not going to go. You're not going to leave to show your contract or two. So it's the same with players. They're not going to, they're not going to budge mm. um, until they get a better offer or the same offer. And I, I was going to ask you, you this, Steve, the other Steve. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your, yeah, what's, <laughs> what's your highs and lows this season in terms of players and and what you think? Um, well, I think the, the highs will be. I, I'd agree with you a hundred percent, Derek, about about the players that came in. They just said they were all hungry players. Not necessarily. You, know, you got Drama and um, Tommy Doyle as the younger players, but also people like Hugo came in saying things like, "I'm glad to be somewhere I'm wanted," which is a fan- fantastic thing to say. Um, Uche said he was sold on it by Sol Bamba and uh, Peltier at Middlesbrough about what a great, great club we were. So I was very, very pleased. Probably the best window we've had. I'm 100% behind Steve Morrison. I just hope he can uh, make a, make make the, the changes to the squad he wants in the summer and then, then we can look forward. But highs and lows this season, um, obviously the obvious one is Stuart at home to Swansea will be the low. But I always, living where I live, I always thoroughly enjoy winning at Nottingham Forest. And I really hope they don't go up because we won seven league games on the trot there. So I really want them to stay down because we always get the points there. Um, also, I thoroughly enjoyed QPR, um, that, that fantastic free kick from uh, uh, Ruben Colwell. Mm. So I think, you know, in, in, in any season, even with, you know, even the, in the, even the 94-5 season, I can probably pick out a few highlights, your goal aside. Well put. See, I knew I had to put the question to the right, Steve. <laughs> well said. Um, a couple of things I want to say briefly. Firstly, at the, at the end of the game, um, 
Uche, uh, Ikpiatu. For some reason, I don't know why he wasn't in the squad at all. I don't, I don't, don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there was an injury. I don't know. And he was suspended in the week. Oh, you know, couldn't play rather because he was ineligible against his his, his host club. Uh, but then at the end of the game, after all of that, you know, fairly kind of drab, fairly standard uh, walking past. You know, clap till clap till he go down the tunnel st- stuff. You know, um, and then he came down and Derek. He was. Um, he was a joy to behold, you know, he was a human being, he showed emotion, he was smiley, he was filming himself with the fans singing his name and all the rest of it, and he, you know, you'll know this, Derek, and in, in that squad you were in, it was a genuine connection, and I thought it was absolutely lovely and touching, you know, it was just great I, to see a footballer showing some emotion. Yeah, I, I can only put, I could put myself in his shoes, because he obviously, you know, wasn't first choice at his club. So, he, he, you know, he'd turn up for games and he'd be either sat in, you know, on the bench or in the stand, mm. never really on the pitch. But when he came to Cardiff City and he hit the ground running, you know, he scored two or three goals, crucial goals as well to keep Took us up. Well too. And he'd become an, an instant hero. So, you know, the games I've seen him at, um, I was going to say Ninian Park, you know, Cardiff City Stadium. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he came on. I think I can't remember what game he came on. I think we were 2 0 down or 2 1. And he came on and he was for 15, 20 minutes, he literally just had chance and he was all, you know, he totally changed the atmosphere. Mm. And the fans loved him. And then, so I imagine like him on Saturday, you know, not involved, but, you know, the adulation and the, the, the appreciation that he gets from the fans that like he is going to go there, take people's phones, do this and, and, and enjoy it because he probably hasn't had it for a while. Yeah. And he feels loved. Cardiff City is one of those clubs that when you feel loved, it's it's amazing, honest to God, because Cardiff City fans are, you know, mm. I've played in front of them and I've also sat in the crowd with them. And now I can sit with them as, a, you know, working for the club and you can feel it, the appreciation they have for someone they know who tries, mm. who puts the effort in. You know, they might not be the best player on the pitch, but they will do everything for that, you know, that, you know, shirt, and and, yeah. and I can imagine that's why he feels at the club, and maybe if he's going to stay, great. If he's not, maybe that was just his appreciation thing as well. Yeah, I got a, I got a feeling, you know, but we'd have to get a bargain price for him. I, I I personally would be quite keen for us to do a deal and 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 keep Uche myself. I I really I just really like like his. How old is he? Twenty eight, I think he is. Is that about right, Steve? I think. I think so. Yeah, I think it yeah. just add to what Derek said there. A um, couple of things stick stick in my mind about about Uche. The, the goal he scored against Derby when he held Curtis Davis off, and Derby were whinging for a free kick, and they never got it. Um, also, even more so, I was away at Barnsley on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. Always cold in Barnsley. You can go there first game of the season. It's always freezing. Um, behind the goal there, and Uche basically created and made the goal for himself. You know, he headed it down to himself. He beat two players on his own. He took it on into penalty area, shrugging off these challenges and put it in. And then, of course, he runs behind the goal and does the Ayatollah right in front of us. You just can't, you just can't beat that. No. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I mean, I'd like to stay. In, he, the only, if I'm being critical, is that I think because he hasn't played a lot of uh, football at his previous club, he was. He looked a little bit unfit in terms of carrying a little bit of weight. But you know, a good preseason, he will be. He's very similar in the Kenwin Jones type of, you yeah, know, when Kenwin yeah, was when yeah. he was flying Kenwin, mm. like that, where he he, he scared defenders. So I, I hope he does stay, but is you he, don't is, know. Again, is he a bit of a Leo? Is he is he is he is he a Leo? 
potentially. I, do you know what? I, I never rated Leo Fortune West. No? Until I played against him. Right. <laughs> in the yeah. opening game at yeah. the Cardiff City <laughs> Stadium. Mm. When it was Lenny Lawrence's team mm. versus Eddie May's team. I mean, oh, yeah. there's 10 years difference, for God's sake. Mm. And I was, there was me and Phil Dwyer marking Leo Fortune West. I mean, you're not even going to get near him. Yeah. And he absolutely tore us apart. I thought, what a good player. Yeah. Bit of a big lad, wasn't he? Oh, it was a, he, was, he was a lovely... To speak to, he was a lovely lad. Gentleman, yeah. Yeah, really nice lad, but... Mm. I do rate him as a player after after they've been knocked about by him, yeah. We, we haven't got that long left, and I've got a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. Um, I've got to respond to Richard Davis's. By the way, Derek, I, I don't know whether you ever do this, but seeing you on the show, I, I would certainly point you towards the chat, uh, which is available on, on Facebook. Oh, what's happening? Am I going to no, 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 some nice comments, just things you'd like, you'd like I think. Uh, so R- Richard Davis says, um, Derek, what are your memories of the Cup run in 93, 94? Um, oh God, it's it's. Well, I remember by running down the, the wing <laughs> at Middlesbrough and crossing it for Stanty, who was on one leg at the time. No, it was it was um, it was special. I can't remember the early rounds of the of the uh, cup. You playing right back then, were you? Yeah, I was playing right back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and we went to Middlesbrough. We, we played them at home and drew with them. And um, a couple of my friends, Alan Moore and Curtis Fleming, were playing. And we drew two two, I think it was, and we went up there one nil. Controversial goal, if I remember as well, wasn't it? Other across no, the line. No, no, no. I, I I ran down the line, crossed. Stanton was injured, so he was tough. So he headed it in. Brilliant. Mm. Look on YouTube, it's brilliant. Okay. But they scored a, a you know, proper goal to make a one all. It went over the line. It was about that much over the line. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That much, all right. Yeah. But then. Um, I think they, they, they scored a pair of free kick or something, but Gary Thompson scored or Blakey, whatever. Mm. But then the next game, Man City, I remember Man City, the, the, the crowd there was just unbelievable. And, you know, having, you know Blakey scoring, I threw the ball to him, actually. So every time you see the echo and it's got Blakey bending it, if you look behind him, I'm on Of I'm, course, I'm, yeah. I've got yeah. my hands on my knees going, that's a great troll. What a shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always there, like leaning like that. <laughs> but then it was quite sour then because when we played Luton, the, the goal, obviously Steve, yeah. you remember his both yeah. Um because he'd gone and closed down uh, I think it was Gruy at the time, and it was a missed kick, and then uh, I can't remember his name, run through and scored. And it, it, I think it was one of them games where it was very controversial. And I think they went on to play uh, Newcastle in the next round. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was great because the Middlesbrough game was brilliant. The Man City mm-hmm. game was brilliant. And um, it was the atmosphere. I remember the atmosphere more than anything. It's particularly the Man City game. It was yeah. bonkers. Awesome, awesome it was game. Ridiculous. After the game, going back to what I talked about earlier, by the way, you know, for what it's, for what it's worth, um, I put a pint behind the bar for Nathan, you know, in the, in the, in the it would have been the John Charles suite, I think, in those in those days. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So um, he never said thank you. Yeah, he never I said thank you for the beer. That. Oh, you might have had it. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> but funny, I mean, your assist always gets forgotten for that, Derek, for your throw. Do you know what? Yes. Assist. Exactly. Underrated. <laughs> well, hell of a throw. Hell of a throw. Because he jinked that way. Yeah. And then I, I knew what he was doing, so I threw it inside for him. Uh, 
So yeah, that goal would never happen. That absolutely, absolutely wouldn't have happened. But back in back in my day, right? They never counted assists. No. So I may only scored one goal, but in four years, I must have had, must have had at least four assists. Let's go with twenty, shall we? Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah. 24. Okay. Um. Just so the last was when I when I left Cardiff the following yeah. season, I played for Newport. I was top goal scorer. Were you? Wow. Nine Mid- goals. Midfield then, was it? Oh, centre-back. Wow. Corners, I suppose. Well, a couple of corners, a couple of yeah. chest volleys, you know, oh. a couple of like... A couple of scissor kicks. A couple of not coming out, you know, coming out, just nearly getting caught offside. Too yeah. slow. But yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was my best season, nine goals. Um, we haven't mentioned another squad, another team you went on loan to, but we'll leave that one for now. We'll leave that one for another show. Uh, but I'll point people to, on, on Facebook towards an hour special I did with Derek where we talked about a whole lot of stuff. And I can't I can't leave it without uh, actually giving you um, some time, Derek, to, to respond to this as well, because I really like what you had to say. Um, I'll put it to you this way. I mean, I've got a... We know we got to know each other a bit over the years. We've got enormous respect for you, and uh, uh, you know, uh, as, as uh, in your in your time at Cardiff City, and also as a human being, because you you are a really nice guy. Not to embarrass you, but what's it like for you um, these days when you say you come to the ground and like people know you and they remember you, and they think back to that time to, to be held in such esteem by supporters of Cardiff City Football Club? It's it's amazing, Steve. It's um, I'm very humbled by it because you know. Even though I turn up there in my suit that the club have provided for me, yeah. you, know, you park your car or get dropped off, and then you go in. And there's people, you know, still want your autograph or a photograph, and they want to just chat to you for a couple of minutes about something. Um, it's, 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 it's nice, you know. And like, but the way the world's been the last two or three years, where, you know, we haven't been able to see anybody. Yeah, it's, it's nice. And like, I'm, like even when I go out in Cardiff and I take my daughter out, Ava. Um, I will people come up and they'll say, Oh, any chance of a selfie? <laughs> and you know what? It's like, and my daughter said to me, Ava said to me, um, well, maybe six months ago, whatever it was, she went, Should you not get embarrassed by that? I said, No. I said, Look, I said, Look, they explained that. And like what you said earlier, Steve, they, they explained where they were at a certain game, at a certain time mm. that they remember. And like to me, I do, I, do, I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's 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 one of them things that it makes you smile if you're having a bad day. And we all have bad days, you know. And and you turn up for work sometimes, and you're like, oh. and then you all you someone will come up to you and go, "All right, Derek, how are you doing?" And like I don't even know who they are. Yeah. But I go, "All right," and you feel bad that you don't know the name, but they're part of the Cardiff City family, and then that's all that matters, really. But yeah, it's yeah, I am, I, I love it, and then you know, it's I'm very humbled by it. And like people, I said, some, people, some people, lovely people, comments people, here too. People like you, you, Derek, you remember because the the effort you put in. Um, obviously, you're a very skillful player, so I'm not classing you in this in the, in this in any way. But as long as Cardiff City fans, if people are putting in the effort, if people are showing that they're they're, care, they're caring for the shirt while they're there, then you know it just doesn't matter where you move on to afterwards. With with one exception, down west, of course. But if um when when you move on, you're still going to be remembered fond, fondly. That's certainly the case with you, as it is with you know people like Peter Kitchen, who didn't realise how much he was appreciated when he would when he was with us. Yet you know now, now does that, that actually understand more, having having seen what what's said about him on here. I can only explain it from a point of view that when you, if you've played for Cardiff City and you've been in the highs and the lows, 
that never leaves you and it never leaves the fans either. And like the, the, there's always that connection, particularly from our era of, of our players and the fans from that era. Look, kids today outside, they, they wouldn't know who it was. I can walk out of the, the thing, you know, the, the ground and young kids won't even know who I am. That's fine, you know, because they, they, you've got all the, the, the players now. But then you will have people come up who, who've shared the same experiences like yourself with me through the years, you know, the, the highs, the lows, the crying, the laughing, the cheering. It, that, that, that will never leave you. And whatever age I get to, that'll never leave me. And I'll always go down to Cardiff City. You know, I probably won't be working there. But, you know, there's, there's players there, ultimately. Like Gary Bell, I work closely with Gary Bell. Gary's 75, wasn't he? 75 of the week, is that right? Oh, um, but if 75, I mean, the man is just... What a lovely guy, isn't oh, he? Do you know what, Steve? He's, hmm. he's such a warm man. He's like, yeah. you know, he's time for people. And... You know, Gary is, is, and his knowledge of the game is is, is unbelievable. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and, and his wit, his wit just cracks me up, man. He's just <laughs> going back to what Steve was saying. Is this? Can I just say, Gary Bell scored the first ever goal I saw Cardiff City score. Wow! And it's fifty years ago this year. It was a penalty against Bristol Rovers, and I was, I think, I was eight or nine years old. Um, League, 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 League Cup game, nineteen seventy-two. So yes, Gary Bell will always have. I've seen a few players score for Cardiff City since, including Derek, get it in again. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that the first goal is always going to be very special. That was Gary Bell for me. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, we, uh, and so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad they mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, Gary because um, uh, I've got uh, his wife, you know, Janet, she'll, 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 she'll share that with, uh, with Gary, no doubt. Listen, um, we'll have to leave it there because we, we've overrun, but I'm, a, I'm sure you're the same, Steve. You know, we could talk to Derek, you know, for for hours but we won't we only have a, a limited amount of time um hopefully we'll we'll you know get you both back together on on a, on a future show um and uh derek and steve thanks thanks ever so much for your time and look after yourselves thank you Steve. Both. 